Welcome to Forecast, the foreshadow podcast which seeks to offer glimpses of heaven on earth through conversations about people's lives and work. I'm Will Shine, today's host, and with me is my friend, Greg Jordan. Greg, thanks for being on the Forecast podcast. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Greg and I are getting to have this conversation in person uh, as both being uh, vaccinated people and in the uh, increasing uh, deregulating of, of social contacts. Greg and I are uh, having this interview together at his house. So thank you, Greg, for opening up your home and, uh, and for uh, taking time to both talk to me and uh, to our listeners today uh, as they get to know you a little bit better. Speaking of getting to know you a little bit better, I met Greg uh, here in the Tampa Bay area where I uh, started playing with Hyde Park United Methodist Church a now, gosh, uh, almost a couple years ago. Sure, yeah. and, um, and Greg was the guitar player for Hyde Park United Methodist Church, or one of the guitar players. And, uh, and we've kind of forged a friendship, uh, not just through that, but uh, Greg and I also are, have become avid uh, fishermen, yeah. uh, anglers. And so I think we, we probably get to fish more than we play together yeah, these days in the last year. Yeah. Uh, and so it's been, uh, it's been my pleasure to get to know Greg in through doing that. Uh, part of why I've invited Greg to be on the podcast today is not just because uh, he is also a musician and has lots of uh, uh, musical insights and chops and uh, great anecdotes from the life of a musician, but because Greg is himself a, a fantastic storyteller. And I've heard all sorts of snippets from Greg's life. Uh, and something that kind of uh, sticks through as a thread for me, at least, uh, as I've heard stories about Greg's life and as it relates to the theme that we try to highlight in Forecast and Foreshadow, that is the kingdom of God, is that Greg always seems to thrive wherever he's planted. Uh, and sometimes those are of circumstances or because of his own decisions, but oftentimes they're sort of the byproduct of uh, uh, Greg's time in the military, receiving orders, and or just things not maybe going the way Greg had initially planned them to go or thought they would go in his life. But Greg uh, is not a man of excuses. He's a man of, of making the most of, of, of any situation. And in, in, in the midst of making the most, I, th I think Greg truly exemplifies uh, what, it is, what it is to really thrive, again, thrive in wherever he is and to really commit to not just the, the place, but to the people of that place and to learn from them and to share with them. And I've certainly been enriched getting to know Greg uh, over the last couple years. Uh, and without further ado then, I guess, Greg, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background as both a, a musician, some of kind of where you're from, and how you got to where you are sort of here today and, okay. and how it is we're, we're uh, uh, palling around these days. Okay. Well, first of all, thanks for, um, thanks for having me here on the podcast. Um, I think, uh, if, if, if I'm being honest, uh, my uh, sort of beginnings as far as music and the church goes, uh, I may have said to you before that my uh, one of my grandmothers would take us to church to a Pentecostal church. Okay. And these, uh, you know, years ago, this particular church that she attended uh, was like a storefront church, storefront uh, building. And so that's where we, me and my brothers and my cousins, we would go to church with her. And I got a real understanding of, or I got I got to see firsthand how music. Because we, we, we would go to church, we'd enjoy church, we'd mm -hmm. enjoy um, fellowship, mm -hmm. even as young kids. But we, I enjoyed, me particularly, I enjoyed music, the music portion of it more. Mm -hmm. And I was able to see how music kind of dictates the flow of 
church um, service and how the music actually touches people. Okay, and, yeah. And, you know, lyri lyrically, the, the, the words uh, mostly come from Scripture, so people have that um, recall, but mm. also the music and how you apply the music, certain phrases within the music, it, it just kind of made people react in a certain way, right. and, I, and it made me react in a certain way. And so that was my intro to realizing that music is this powerful force. Sure. Um, my other grandmother, my father's mother, Seven Day Adventist, mm -hmm. totally different, um, <laughs> totally different experience. Um, we would go to church with her, but it was a totally different experience. Right, right. And right. There, there was some music, not a lot, but still, I gleaned from that what music does to people. Sure. In that case, it was a more of a somber, more of a relaxing thing. But I, I did see that music has this effect. We listened to the radio; we all did. But that was fun time music. Uh -huh. uh, whereas I, when I got a chance to go to church, I could see what the music was. In, in many respects, doing two and four people. Okay. And so um, I, I had an uncle who played guitar, and he allowed me to mess around on his guitar, and uh, I'm left-handed. Oh, curveball. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I played the thing upside down, and he tried to get me to turn it as a right hand guitar. Mm -hmm. I, I, it just didn't feel natural. So my, my father bought me a, a guitar. Mm -hmm. It happened to be a right-hand guitar, but we restrung it so I could play it. Got it. And I actually found that it was easy to learn to play the guitar. Okay. I hadn't learned another instrument prior mm -hmm. to that. So I learned to play the guitar by ear, taught myself how to play a few songs. And then next thing I know, I'm playing in church. That's just how it is in the Pentecostal <laughs> church. Right, right. You know, if you can play a little bit, you, you're shoved in there. There's no instruction. No one tells you what <laughs> key or what chords to play. You figure it out you're up. on the bandstand. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, wow, wow. And so trial by fire, in so many words. And, uh, and I did that. And I didn't have, uh, at first you're nervous. You know, you, I didn't want to make any real mistakes. I didn't want to be the odd, odd person out. But I did learn, not only is music uh, forgiving, in, and in church is forgiveness, uh, but I had an opportunity to learn to learn how to play this instrument, and, and the folks in the church were—they would praise me. They know they knew I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> but they were encouraging me to continue doing this, and I've always found that a little bit of encouragement really goes a long way. Right. You know. Right. Even when you've made mistakes, and you know, as far as playing music, uh, as I got older and played with some, you know, my skills got a little better, and I played with better players. Same thing applies. I played with some. I played with some really, really good musicians, mm -hmm. and uh, and I've known that I've played some real sour notes. Uh -huh. But graciously, they would tell me I did a good job uh -huh. when I know I didn't. Sure. But and some so, things they, they they weren't lying to you though. Something something about what you offered or what you brought to the table was. Uh, Maybe they had a sense of, of understanding or empathy, knowing where you where you, where you are, where they've been, maybe exactly. And so you're, I think, subsequently, you've probably been able to sort of pay that forward. I, I do pay it forward. I, yeah. When I play with folks who uh, are having a, a hard time, or whatever, it's still encouragement, still encouragement, because there is skill there. Yeah, we're, we're on the same same bandstand because we both have we both or all of us have a common level of, of mm -hmm. musicianship. Yeah. And uh, some got, some days you're on, some days you're, you're not on it well. Right, right. So I, I, and I really appreciate, I love that about this. I'm not an athlete. Right. You know, so I, I know in athletes share that same kind of respect mm -hmm. for each other. But musicians, we do the same thing. And especially, I've been a, given a lot of grace uh -huh. as a musician. Right, right. So, uh, and I, so I really enjoy what music does for people, both mm -hmm. in the 
in the Christian realm and sure. in the sec in the, in the secular world as well. Sure, sure. Um, so I that has been my uh, catalyst. Wow. For sticking with guitar, especially guitar. Well, and yeah, speaking of sticking with it and and experiencing grace there, but then also encouragement, it sounds like, you know, from stories you told me that you you kind of were getting to the end of being a teenager and you thought, you know, this is it. I'm this is what I'm going to do. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be a I'm going to go after being a professional guitar player. Tell us a little bit more about that and then kind of where that that seems to take an immediate detour. <laughs> yeah, you know, I thought I was I, I got I did get better. I took a few lessons, a few private lessons. Uh, and I learned some uh, theory. I learned different styles of music. Well, I was working on different styles of music. I hadn't really mastered anything. But I was good enough to pass an audition and in, in, enter into college as a music major. Mm -hmm. And I thought, uh, um, this is going to be great. Mm -hmm. So second year in the college, I get an offer to go on tour with this band, this musician. And I'm, I didn't know anything about that. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I don't need school anymore. Yeah, you know, uh, I had. <laughs> made it. Um, well, I'll back up a little. Digress. I the first year, everyone had better reading skills and read, better reading abilities than I did. Other musicians, so that kind of let the air on my sails. So halfway, so a semester and a half, I decided to change my major to history. Oh wow! Because I love, I love, I really do like history. I like truth. Yeah, you know, <laughs> really fiction. So uh, I changed my major. And while I was still playing guitar around town, and I got an offer to go on tour with this musician, a national tour. Mm -hmm. So I took it. I left school. Wow. Because I'm going to now be famous. Wait yeah. till they see me in Los Angeles. That yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. <laughs> well, the tour lasted six months, and that was it. I'm back in Miami. Oh, wow. Um, and that's the business. Yeah. I learned, I learned early on and firsthand this is how it goes. So I, I, I was out of school. I was out of a, a real job, a, you know, a musician's job, and um, I had been away from Miami for so long between school and going on this brief tour, I didn't have any real contacts. Uh -huh. And uh, so I joined the military. Wow. I joined the Air Force, and uh, I wanted to go in because I needed money. Yeah. I went in as a, as, a, as a police officer, as a military wow. cop. And, uh, and you were reserved to hang up the guitar. I thought... I'm not meant to do this. This is this is going to become a hobby. Oh wow! And I'm go I need to have a career. Wow! I didn't you know now, so I'm a failed guy. I failed to finish college early, <laughs> and I went out on this tour. And that I don't know what made me think it was going to be a, a, a application, but it lasted six months. And when I need to go, and, and now I need to apply myself and stick with it. Right. I see what it means to not stick with something. So sure. I, I joined the military with the intent of staying in the military, uh, and I did. I joined and I became a military police officer, and I I enjoyed it, mm -hmm. but I enjoyed playing guitar as well. Yeah, that didn't and that didn't go away. As it it didn't go out. away. I thought it. I thought I thought I could just do it as just for fun, but it didn't. So I put together a small power trio, um, bass, drums, guitar, mm -hmm. and we we had a singer, a really good singer, and we worked in. I was in England of all places. Oh wow! Oxford and our City. listeners, uh, many of our listeners, and our our, our the other co-host uh, Josh is based in England. He's in the north uh -huh. of England now. But, anyways, continue. You're in England. I was in Oxfordshire, at uh, an Air Force base there, and um, seventy miles by train from London. Okay, just over an hour or so right. from London. So this band I was in, we played locally in the Oxfordshire area. Played, I played at Oxford University. My guitars put me in a lot of places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so there I am at Oxford University playing for these, these Rhodes Scholars and people like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wasn't, at the time, I wasn't much older than them. Sure. So I really 
because I came up in the church, I learned how to appreciate little things, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I really was appreciative of what where I was and what I was doing. Um, but I had this other life, this other military life. Sure, sure. That one one did not cross over the other. Okay. I couldn't let my music interfere with my military life because I let music interfere with school. Okay. I know what that's like. And I couldn't let the music suffer because that's what I do. Yeah. That's what I like to do. Yeah. So I was able to balance those two entities, these two things that were calling on me. Wow. Um, You're gigging I, in London? I started playing in uh, uh, Piccadilly Circus. Wow. Oxford, Oxford Circus. Uh, all over London. Um, in Brixton. Um, in Hammersmith area near where the Odeon is. And as I was doing a lot of playing with wow. me and my band. Wow. And we weren't playing big shows, but right. at that time there were a lot of places yeah. for live music in yeah. London. And so we were able to do that. And I, and I, again, I appreciated that. I appreciated walking down or getting off the subway with my guitar on my shoulder. Right. Feeling like a world-class musician. Yeah. Even though I wasn't, wasn't. But yeah. I just, I love that feeling. And uh, I love going out and playing in front of... English audiences, because you hear that accent, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, I just enjoy it. And then I'm le- now I'm left-handed, <laughs> which was always, um, I could never play anyone else's guitar. Right. Whenever I go to a, uh, uh, if I want to go sit Don't in Don't break someone, a string. <laughs> no, I've got to bring my guitar because I couldn't play anyone else's guitar. Right, right. And so I got this reputation as this left-handed guy. Okay. Which I, I, I didn't mind, you know. Um, but then I, you know, as time went on, um, I joined uh, something called Air Force Entertainment. Okay. And uh, so your guitar playing paved. It seemed to ended up these 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 roads do converge. Your your military career and your guitar playing. Right. You you. How does this opportunity come about that you now all of a sudden the Air Force is asking you to play guitar in one of their premier ensembles? Well, the the the, the, the Air Force in particular had a a touring at the time. They had a touring show that went out eleven month tour, uh, about I don't know six seven eight week uh, rehearsals. 18-hour day rehearsals. Mm-hmm. And uh, wow, I heard about it. I just thought only certain people get to do that. Sure. And uh, I was happy with the job that I had, but um, I just thought, let me take a shot at it. Because mm-hmm. I've seen the show, mm-hmm. and I, I can play like that guy. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I auditioned. The first time I auditioned, they, gave, uh, they, they selected a different guitarist. Halfway through the tour, they called me. This guitarist couldn't finish the tour for a bunch of reasons. So I finished this guy's tour. Mm-hmm. Then the following year, they asked me to audition again. You don't just get, they just can't give it to you. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, In all fairness, you have to audition. So the following year, I, I auditioned. I got on the, the subsequent tour. And I had a great time. We went to uh, over the full tour, 11-month tour, you're going to go to 40 countries and about 45 states wow. in 11 months. Wow. And what a whirlwind! It's whirlwind. Uh, there were some places you, I remember every place I've been to, but in every place you, you go to, you don't spend as many time many hours on the ground. Sure. So, but I've been, uh, you name it, we've we've done. It. I've been there, and so, and it's a real live tour. Yeah. Thirty six thousand pounds of equipment. Wow. Miles and miles of cable, lighting, audio, everything. Wow. So it is a world tour, uh-huh. a, a huge world, expensive tour, and uh, and. You know, I, I just loved it. I love the fact that this is what I, I get up in the morning and I strap on my guitar. Yeah. And that's what I'm, that's my job. Yeah. So that kind of uh, came back full circle for it you. It sure did. <laughs> um, it was better than that first tour I went on when the budget wasn't as great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sure. So I, I really, in, 
I could just pinch myself sometimes. I can't believe the Air Force is paying me to play guitar. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, and, tra and then we travel yeah. worldwide. So you're, you're and, and in that capacity, it's just so our listeners, I, I have some familiarity with military bands from my own past experiences, not personally in the military bands, but working with musicians. The military bands uh, uh, do a lot of sort of uh, what they call soft power, right? Yes. Um, yeah, work and and sort of diplomatic relationships. Exactly. You're there, you're there to meet uh, foreign dignitaries. You're there to sort of, in some ways, soft power implies you know be an, an an agent or an emissary of the United States government that that puts maybe a better face forward than than what they might be known for in the area exactly. or. To maybe uh, to maybe be a bridge builder in a lot of ways. It's, you know, it's maybe yeah. one of the more uh, pacifistic uh, <laughs> exactly uh, sort of uh, extensions up, of the military in the United States. You show up to give the uh, in a foreign country to get. Not only that, we play for the troops. Right. First, I think it's first and foremost. We're yeah, play, you're their entertainment for, troops, for troops, right. yeah. But you also you're playing in local governments and you're playing to kind of give the local uh, folks. A different perspective of the military, of sure. the United States Air Force, at yeah. least, and um, it's not all militant and military. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, you're not playing "Hail to the Chief" every time no, you roll in somewhere. You no, guys we're are playing, playing pop, pop music. Yeah, we're okay. playing uh, the whole show is uh, full of music. We play anything from the 20s all the way up to whatever is contemporary, right. and different genres of music as well. Right. So everyone in the audience gets to gets to hold on to a piece of what. That they a piece of music or a piece of style that they like. Not only that, it's a multi-ethnic looking ensemble. Sure, thirty-six people, about twenty-eight people on stage. Right, and the other one or more supportive personnel. But everyone in the audience can find themselves on stage. Yeah, that's, that's so important. That representation is very important. And I and I understood. We you know they tell you this once we, once you get selected, they sit you down. It's a whole. Uh, maybe two or three days of explaining what you're about to get yourself into. Sure. So once you understand what this job is asked for, you've got a huge responsibility. Now you're an ambassador. Yeah. And you're and you're on all the time. Yeah. And so uh, and I, I you know I was mature enough I could accept that responsibility. I was just more impressed with the fact that you get to go to different countries. And in our downtime, we were expected to go into the community mm. and do a little thing, a few things with the community. So sure. I always had like a left-handed. Yeah. You can't just go out there and find some guy with a guitar and pick it up and play it. Yeah, you got to yeah, have yeah. a left-handed guitar <laughs> yeah. with me. And we'd go and see um, children. Uh, we would go to orphanages. There's uh -huh. a lot of orphanages you'd be surprised around the world. Sure. And go and just have fun with the children because we're only on the ground for a day or so. Right. We're not there to preach. Yeah, yeah. But I always say God bless you to someone, yeah, regardless yeah, yeah. of what country and what their religion is. Sure, everyone says in one form or another, God bless you. Sure, sure. However they say it, and that's you. Time. I mean, and the U.S. Air Force is not asking you to do that. That's that's you bringing that's, you to the table. That's me saying to this person, uh, I see you. Yeah. There's a word uh, I learned in the Methodist Church here, Sawubona, uh -huh. South African uh -huh. word. It's an African phrase, and it literally says. I see you. Uh -huh. That's that's the literal translation. But it yeah. also means I recognize you, uh -huh. and I appreciate you. Wow! So it says those three things. Yeah. In that one phrase. Yeah. And uh, I, I I didn't learn that till after I. But you've been practicing that all along. In terms, it's of. just one of those things where you let people know that you see them, you recognize them, regardless of where their station in life is. Yeah. Um, 
because my station of life, when I began, I was just some kid from Miami. Sure. And now here I am playing in front of, we play in front of thousands of people wow. in the audience. So wow. no one is too small. Yeah. I, I learned in the military, no job is too small. Uh-huh. I'm not too, I don't have too much rank, so much rank that I can't sweep the floor. Sure. Wow. And There's um, a lot of humility in that. Yeah. You, you just, you know what happens? You, you find that you meet people where they are. And you'll learn so much about this person. This mm. person is a custodian, but they may also be an artist. They may also be a guitar player. They sure. may play harmonica or saxophone, or they may be a great singer. Yeah. So you don't. You wouldn't know this yeah. if you didn't allow yourself to, hum, to not won't say humble yourself. If you didn't allow yourself to go into their space, and meet them where they are. Seeing people, knowing them where they are. Yeah, that's that's so significant and so so related to really the. The overarching theme of, of I think forecast and foreshadow is is glimpses of the kingdom of God and and I think it, when you read through Scripture and you l- listen to Jesus talk especially so much of it is about that it's recognizing the humanity in people around you yeah. our, our 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 sort of not necessarily sameness but our our oneness our common struggle our common um, uh, you know that you know as you might say God bless you that something is bigger and beyond us all and that we yes. recognize that together. And and in the midst of that, we um, we we get to know each other. Maybe life's better, and and you and your life is enriched because yeah. because you took time to pause and to not you know uh, bulldoze through life or to right. or to or to miss these people, whomever it was you got to meet and wherever it was they were. Uh, you, you've you've come back with you know just not just a wealth of stories, but you're probably a different person because it, of their it does even make you if different. it was brief. Yeah, it does make you different. Um, because I've been to countries where people have next to nothing, and they are the happiest people. Yeah, and and you and then you go to a country where people have an overabundance of what they actually need, and they still need or still want more. Yeah, and so I find that sometimes people with the least have the least to worry about. Ah. You know, uh-huh. uh, they don't have so many things they have to keep up with or make or have take account of, and they're still and they're so appreciative. And I've been to places where my American dollars cannot bring happiness. You can't buy happiness. Yeah, yeah. And I, we've been in places where they ask us not to buy things. Yeah. Don't introduce this thing that there that will uh, divide these these groups of people. Yeah. And I found that that is a very interesting perspective. Sure. That that your ability to bring money to a situation sometimes is the root of evil. Wow. So so I learned that, and all these all these um, uh, experiences I've had, the guitar and not me has enabled me to do that. Wow. It's not anything that I've brought. It's my whatever my ability to play the, the guitar is. Mm-hmm. Put me in this situation, and now God put me in this situation and says, "Okay, the the guitar or or Jesus or God Himself put you there. Mm-hmm. Now you, who are you? Yeah, in this situation. Okay, the guitar we put you there, but now you have to show up. Uh-huh. And you know, I'm not a perfect person. I probably I'm, I've probably made mistakes that. Um, well, I'll say this: I have made mistakes that I'm very aware of, mm-hmm. but I probably made mistakes that I wasn't aware of. Uh-huh. Full pause. Maybe. Sure. Um, but I've been given grace, man, by all these people. Wow. And so the mistakes that I have made that I am aware of, uh, someone taught me a long time ago, when you mess up, fess up. Oh, it's wow. so much easier to clear <laughs> your conscience to say, yeah, I, I, raise your hand, yeah, it was me. Yeah. And in the military, we have uh, just, you know, everybody has it, but in the military, we really go by integrity. Uh-huh. Your word 
is your bond. It really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And if your integrity is in question, it's like a scarlet letter. No one wants to deal with you. Ah, okay. And uh, so I learned that. Keep your integrity intact. If you make a mistake or if you did something you're not supposed to do, admit to it. It's And it's over. Right. You know, um, and you may, you may have to rebuild someone's confidence in you. Sure. But at least they know you're someone who will admit. Yeah. That you've made a mistake. Sure. You know, and then you're asking for forgiveness. Yeah. And I don't, I can't, I have to think long and hard. Every time I've asked for forgiveness, I've gotten it. Wow. And but just being willing to do that. Well, then it, then it's incumbent on me. Yeah. When someone asks for forgiveness to give it to them. Yeah. Um, because I've made those mistakes. Sure. And there, and I, and I'm going to make more mistakes. Yeah. You know. I wish I could say that I won't, but I will make more mistakes. And people around me will make mistakes. But we allow them. If you don't make a mistake, you don't make mistakes if you don't try. Right. So I love how all of this virtue really becomes is illuminated by playing guitar. You know, we, this, all, all of this is all yes. this is coming back to the fact that at some point you picked up a guitar. Something <laughs> as simple as playing the guitar. The guitar has taught me. Is, is, is enable me to learn lessons that maybe I wouldn't have otherwise learned. Wow. Because I wouldn't have been in the company of certain entities or certain people. Yeah, right. Uh, and then I wouldn't have had maybe, I would suppose, the responsibility that comes with being on certain tours. Yeah. And, you know, so when I, I did two of those tours, and that's, again, that's, that's about 45 states in 40 countries in 11 months. Wow. And that's a lot of traveling. Yeah. And it takes a toll on you. Sure. So uh, I did some time in the Air Force Band. I was, a, I was an augmentee. I replaced the guy in the Air Force huh. Band until they got a regular yeah, yeah, guy yeah. in. And again, that's a, that's a, there was a recruiting tool. Mostly the Air Force Band is a recruiting tool. We go out into whatever state they're in, whatever area they're in, the region they're in, and they recruit. Yeah. They go out, it's a rock band. Yeah, and I was I got a chance to really. Oh, this is cool! I'd do that. <laughs> yeah, I got in. I replaced this guy. Uh, you know, I was an augmentee until right. the other guy came in, and uh, here we are playing these rock charts. So now I'm looking at charts from Journey and other bands right, right, like right. that, and uh, having to sit down and learn the guitar solo because you have to play it. At, you know, you go to a high school and you and you play a song by a certain band. You have to play it like it sounds on the radio. Right. Yeah. These musicians were such good musicians. Yeah. A lot better than I am. Hmm. A lot better. Not many of these folks have advanced degrees in music. Wow. And so uh, here I am, this guitar player who's been, I traveled a lot. Uh -huh. But if you play the same show for 11 months, you can almost do it in your sleep. Right. You know, these folks play different songs every couple of weeks. Yeah. And you have to commit them to memory. Wow. And that's a gear that I didn't develop very well sure but you get thrown in the air force band it's trial by fire yeah learn these well, that, songs there that is again right yeah. it reminds you of your childhood exactly <laughs> just learn it and uh and you commit enough time and um because you're a diplomat you're a recruiter yeah. you're an entertainer you're you're wearing a lot of hats in that capacity well the, the payoff is as a recruiting element recruiting tool for the air force you're getting young people to see the air force as a cool entity, sure. I mean, we're doing we're doing rap music, hip hop yeah. music, uh, uh, rock music, dance music, you yeah. know, any, any any genre of dance we're doing, um, and uh, some electronic music too, sure. even some EDM things wow. with, with the band on stage. Yeah. So you got an an, uh, an opportunity to see younger people who were interested enough, perhaps, to join the military. Maybe uh -huh. not all in the Air Force, right. but 
and it's good to to be able to entertain young people and sure. have because we're not these rock bands that we're emulating. They sure. know that we're imitating someone else. Yeah. But they really enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed the fact that I'm looking out at some young people. Many of them are probably uh, emerging guitarists. And sure, stuff, sure. You know. yeah. There's probably one or two left-handed ones out there who felt a little ostracized. <laughs> yeah. They see a left-handed guy playing guitar. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I didn't go back to see, you know, you never go back, you don't have a chance to go back and see any of these young folks and ask them how do they like the show or anything. Right, right, right. But um, I will bet that, you know, we were able to get a few people recruited into the Air Force right. because they saw a very cool show. Well, and, and, and who knows that they may not have that same, you know, trajectory. I mean, everyone's journey, I'm sure, is, is different, but that they might, because of that, because in some ways, again, you connected to them. You, you had that ICU moment with them, even if not in conversation, but through the music uh, where you're doing something that's mutually uh, accessible and enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, then, they, then they have this opportunity and this career path that, that maybe is more open-ended than a lot of people think it is, you know, in terms of, uh, and that's not that we're being apologists or recruiters mm -hmm. for military service now ourselves, but it is to say that uh, a lot of things that people, again, a lot of what we've been talking about is is uh, going beyond what you might suppose or presuppose to be yeah. true about whether it's an individual or an institution or an entity, mm -hmm. and, uh, and and actually taking time to see it and experience it. it who knows? You might have really set some people on, on a great path, you know, by being available there and doing that. Yeah. It's been a reciprocating process, honestly. You know, I've heard other, I've heard entertainers, real entertainers, say that they feed off the audience, and I, and I've heard that until, and I and I believe them, but it's nothing like seeing it for yourself, knowing for yourself. Yeah, it, it, you do get energy from the audience. Sure, yeah, that's that's amazing. I uh, I wanted to take time to kind of segue here. Um, we've we've heard a little bit about sort of your background, your experiences coming up as a guitar player. Some of the virtues, really, and, 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 you know, I guess fundamentally sort of Christian virtues you formed, forged as a guitar player, both in the church, but then also in service with the U.S. Air Force, and uh, meeting people, seeing people where they're at, uh, getting to know them, appreciating them, experiencing grace, giving grace, forgiveness. Uh, tell us a little bit about sort of the, now there's another time period in between military service and where we are today. You did, you did another career, but music has continued to be a part of that. I think you probably also built some more empathetic tools doing what you did next. Tell us a little bit about what you did right out of the military. Well, you know, when I, when I retired, um, you know, when you retire from the military, you, you retire relatively young. Right. So I, I retired. I, was, I still had more energy than I knew what to do with. So I went to work for the Department of Veterans Affairs. Okay. And uh, I was uh, the job I had was helping veterans uh, resolve their their medical claims or rating their claims. Uh, so I did that for a period of time, and I was able to retire from that. Wow! Uh, because I had prior uh, um, federal service, I, I only had to do ten years with the federal another federal branch to be eligible for another retirement. Uh, and so and that was my goal to go in and work ten years and retire, and then do something else. Wow! So while I was uh, working for the Department of Veterans Affairs, I learned to read medical records and, and go through veterans' files and help them resolve their medical claims. And I saw another side of what happens to military people through their careers. I've had some bumps and scrapes, for my, you know, personally myself, uh, physical injuries and things that um, now the VA is helping resolve and take care of. Wow. And, and so here I am, this guy, this guitar player, and I get the opportunity 
to help these other veterans resolve their medical claims. Wow. Which is rewarding. Yeah. For every, I don't know how many, how many I've done over the 10 years I was there. Lots of them. I, I can't even begin to give a number. But, and everyone's different. Everyone, every claim is different. So I, I got a lot of enjoyment with being able to help fellow veterans, regardless of the branch of service they served in, um, to resolve these claims. At the same time, I'm still playing music. Wow. And um, I still, rarely did I have an opportunity to speak to a vet on the phone. But when you do, I, I remember it, I made it my personal uh, goal was to always say, regardless of how we ended our conversation, well, God bless you. Yeah. And I, you know, and I hope you find success in this. Because I truly meant that. Yeah. And um, many of the veterans uh, who I w was able to help, it may be the first time that someone, since they were on active duty, asked or, or explained to them that they hope that they find some more success. Wow. You know? So I, I, just, I just felt good that here I am, I'm able to do this. Sure. And not only that, I got the best training, and again, good training. Yeah. It showed me how. It's not something that I brought to the table. It's what good trainers instilled in me, and I wow. just paid it forward. Um, so then I, after I retired from that, I just started playing music full time. And then, then this thing called COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the world kind of came to a stop. Right. And I, now my world comes to a stop. And I wanted to do something else. So I enrolled in the course on how to do, uh, be like a, a medical assistant, mostly giving injections. Uh -huh. uh, and I didn't know we were going to have a COVID vaccine. Right. I just knew that I wanted to be involved in some... I learned how to read medical records right. working for the VA. So I wanted to expand into that while still playing music at, at church at Hyde yeah, Park. Yeah. I've been in Hyde Park years and years mm -hmm. by now. So I'm learning how to do injections and take people's vital signs and things. Uh, and now there's a, there's a, a vaccine. Yeah. So I applied for a job at a local uh, doctor's office and got accepted. <laughs> and now I'm giving uh, COVID vaccines to people. Right. And you did keep count of that. What was your What was your total I uh, vaccine? I think uh, I, I was well over 900 vaccines. Wow. Well over 900. <laughs> now that's not 900 people because some people get two doses. Two doses, yeah. So it's 900 injections. Well over well over 900 injections. Maybe maybe not close to a thousand, but well over 900. Yeah. And uh, but that could only be 500, 600 people. Wow. But still, not to toot my own horn, right. but I've had an impact in that many people's lives. Yeah, sure. Directly. It made it quite directly. You know, yeah. Most importantly, exactly. at such a time as you this. Know, it's such an intimate thing as putting a needle in someone's <laughs> yeah. arm. You know? But I was, uh, and for every person. Talk about knowing someone. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was, and again. I got good training. Uh -huh. I got. I have to give it back to the people who train you because I didn't just know how to do this. Sure. I got great training. The folks who hired me, they had, we had a team of people yeah. who do these injections. Um, we all worked as a team, just like what I learned in the military, how teamwork goes. Yeah. Um, and I was. I happened to be the oldest person on this team. Which was, <laughs> lately in my life, I'm always the oldest one. Right? <laughs> well, with your energy, I'm not sure that that's a problem. But. Well, I had I had a great time doing it, um, and I work with people who had done this before. They they know what they were doing. Mm -hmm. So, as uh, even though I'm the I was the oldest, mm -hmm. I'm not the most experienced. Uh. And I, again, grace. Yeah. These folks allowed me to to be the guy with the least amount of experience, and they allowed to help allowed me to get in there and just 
jump in and trial by fire. Again. Yeah, do yeah. these injections. You've been trained. You know how to do this. Don't be afraid to put a needle in and push the plunger. Yeah, yeah. So, I learned how to do that, and I was grateful for that. And the people, man, I can't tell you how many hugs I've gotten. We're talking about COVID. Not yeah, 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 hugs. yeah, yeah. But people would get an injection, and they're so many of them are so grateful to have these injections. People of all ages, races, every group you could think yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a rewarding thing. Some of the people, since I've been living here for about 15 years, they know they've seen me play music. Sure. Some of the people, they've even seen me at Hyde Park. And since COVID, we've been doing um, videos. Yeah, a lot of videos. Some stuff, people right? have seen videos and say, you look familiar, you know. <laughs> so I've made some uh, acquaintances that way. Wow. Some people who may see you on the Internet. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they come into this doctor's office. Right. And we all had masks on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you look familiar, because, you know, because they're going to see half your face. Yeah. But you look familiar enough. And then, I ah, somewhere I know you from. Are you, are you a singer? No, I'm not a singer. I play guitar, you know. Mm. And that's how it unfolds. Yeah, yeah. And so in the midst of giving these injections, we form these really brief relationships. And now I'm learning that this is someone who watches the Higher Park channel. Yeah, yeah. This is another Christian. Yeah, yeah, You just, yeah. you know, people don't wear that on their sleeve. Yeah, you know, yeah, It's yeah. not in their medical records. So sure, sure. You just, you get that. And again, uh, God's grace has allowed me to be in the company of these kind of like yeah, people. Yeah, sure, sure. So it has always been... An opportunity for fellowship, yes, uh, commiseration, it, if it were. Regardless of how brief <laughs> yeah. it is. And then, you know... After you get an injection, there's an observation period, 15 to, in some cases, 30 minutes. So in that period of time, when their time is up, they're free to leave. Right. But they always come by and say thanks for the injection. Yeah, it's yeah, always yeah. that thing. And I have to say thanks for coming in. Right, right. You know, right. For, in my belief, I mean, this is not for everyone, but in my own belief, you, it, you're, you're serving a greater good. Yeah. By coming in and having this. That's right. So uh, I really, um, and I'm not done yet. Um, just you know, just being out, being around people. Um, I always say, God bless you, to people. Yeah. You know, because it's it's kind of a thing that if I can say that. Yeah. And see what you, see how you take it. Right, right, right. And if if you accept it, fine. Yeah. If you don't accept it, that's fine too. Yeah. But usually, the folks who are accepting of it, they have it, it stops them. Yeah. Because now we kind of know who we are. Sure, sure. You know? And uh, we'll share a moment maybe. And Coded. So, right. And someone will say something to me that I have to remember. And as soon as they leave, I go to my phone and look it up and say, what does that mean? Yeah, yeah. You know, so now I've learned something. Sure. You know? And uh, it's it, and the guitar, again, it's put me there. Right. Right. So what a, yeah, what a what a, an incredible journey. But I mean, what a again, what a great posture. I mean, that's how, I mean, we become friends in part because you took time to just chat to me after a rehearsal mm -hmm. one day. Everyone can go their own way. Yeah. We don't have to really connect. And with the pandemic and such, it was very easy to be apart. But, you know, finding mutual interests, helping me cultivate an interest, frankly, uh, our time. And we that's a podcast for another time. Maybe mm -hmm. we'll start a fishing podcast. Oh, but, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, that you've put yourself in that position. I can, I can tell you. Uh, matter of factly, you know that you've definitely had an impact on me in our time, and and that your uh, energy and the 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 ways in which you're so intentional about seeing people, hearing them, uh, hearing from them, uh, has just really enriched my life, and I know it enriches everybody's life that you uh, have interaction with, whether it's giving them an injection or uh, it's shredding uh, a guitar solo in their band. Yeah, I, I know that you've had a, a significant impact uh, just because of the disposition you've cultivated over these years. So I guess with that in mind, uh, 
Uh, I'm hoping that we can tag uh, this podcast with uh, some of your own sort of guitar playing, uh, previous uh, recordings that you've been a part of that uh, our listeners can can, can okay, sample cool. with. Maybe yeah. that'll flow in and out of our conversation, or mm -hmm. maybe they'll just have a link to that. Well, I also wanted to give you an opportunity to plug anything, any initiatives that you're a part of, or things that listeners can can click a link and, and check out and be aware of, or maybe even contribute to in lieu of the the veteran support stuff that you do or medical stuff that you do? Anything you want to plug as we wrap up here? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I'm a veteran. I spent a little over 20 years on active duty. Well, a lot, a lot more than 20 years, but under 21 years on active duty. And uh, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of heavily involved with help, helping veterans. Sure. And so any endeavor, Wounded, Wounded Warrior Project, any, any endeavor that helps veterans, I'm all about that. Sure. Uh, my wife, she's my wife's retired military right. as well. Yeah. She works for an agency uh, called Feed Tampa Bay, okay. which is pretty big. Metropolitan yeah, definitely, definitely big. And, yeah. um, she does that several days a week. So we are, for some reason, uh, you know, we, we're both from, from Miami. Mm -hmm. And we come from uh, far less means than we have now. Mm -hmm. But we've always been willing and, 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 and thankfully now able to give back to our community. That's great. Um, Tampa is not my home. It's not where I'm from. It's my home now. Yeah, it's yeah. not where I'm from. But this is where we live now, and we're probably going to stay here. Um, and since we're going to be here, get involved. Yeah, do it. Um, Show you, up. You're going to meet some really interesting people, some very nice people. I've met some uh, some rude people, uh -huh. and it, it, it just kills them if you're nice to them. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, their rudeness—you just turn it right around, and uh, and it kind of shames them. Yeah. And now they're not so rude anymore. Wow. And who knows? Maybe maybe they they pass it on or whatever. But it's I just my time in the military. I, I was in, uh, in 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 a war, and I seen some really um, horrific things. Yeah. That. I hope we don't have to see or do anymore. Yeah. And when I was in, it was a necessary part of the job. So I I do know what dis, what destructive actions can do. Mm -hmm. But I also know by being a uh, constructive person who's trying to build. Even my my own portion is very minute. Sure. But in uh, there's so much there's strength in numbers. Yeah. If a lot of us are working, forging ahead in a positive vein, mm. we're going to get a lot done. If wow. it's only a few of us, we're going to get some things done. Right. The more of us there are. Because I, and the people I've worked around in Hyde Park, many of them have no idea what a war is like. Yeah. It's not like the movies. Yeah. I can tell you that. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's not like the movies at all. But, you can't walk around with that on your shoulder. Sure. Just go out and say, uh, let's, see, let's see what good we can do. Yeah. And whatever good we did today, whatever, however we fell short, tomorrow's another opportunity to do more good. Wow. And uh, you have to plant good seeds mm -hmm. to get good fruit. Wow. You know, so you, you, you and yeah, you just got to keep going forward. I think I'm at the point in my life where uh, I got some Teflon on. You know, you can't hurt me that easily. Yeah. You know, I've seen uh, I've seen some pretty bad things. So you can't hurt me that easily. So it's easy for me to just go out and, and try and be as nice as I can. Sure. And encourage, and be, especially encouragement. Yeah. Some people are uh, uh, inches or, or days or one bad comment from being destructive. Sure. And 
maybe, I don't know, no one's ever told me, but I'm sure one or two or three or four lines of encouragement to someone yeah. could at least give, the, it could get them another week. Yeah. And, and within that week, maybe they'll learn something yeah. about themselves. It'll, something will be revealed to them. But if you could do anything to get someone who's on the edge to maybe not make that move now, it's uh, it's very uh, and what happens is you you end up it enriches your life yeah because you could see that person six months from now and say wow they're still here you know wow <laughs> <laughs> well that's good I mean what a what a what a good word to to kind of wrap things up on and uh, Greg can't thank you enough for, again for taking time for this um, with a with the guitar in his hand or his left hand left to be hand, specific yeah, uh, he's he's changing the world one good seed at a time so. Uh, with that, Foreshadow is an online magazine featuring writing and other media that point to the kingdom of God. Our website is foreshadowmagazine.com, and we are on various social media platforms. If you like this conversation with Greg and myself, please share it with people you think would be interested. Thanks, everyone, for listening. That's the forecast for today. Bye.